So our story starts with Kitie, and she's, you know, in the hospital. She has an injured leg for some reason. Uh, she's limping through the hallways, and she walks past these babies, right? And she hears the babies speaking. Um, and they're having this conversation about how they're like obsessed with going back into the womb. Oh no! Like the oh, they're like oh, the womb. I want to go back. It's so great. And then they're like, the doctor who took us out is gonna put us back. And Kihei is like, what is happening? Right? One of these babies is like, oh, I'm getting excited, and it's like it's onesie starts inflating, or I guess its belly starts inflating, and the onesie gets like stretched taut, and the buttons pop open. And kind of like unraveling from this baby's belly is this like long mushroom thing. Um, and it looks like the mushrooms that they had been feeding the patients in the hospital. Oh. The Kiri was like, I don't want to eat this anymore. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> baby mushrooms. Yeah. So then there's a there's a shriek. So Kiri like runs into the room because that's the room where her cousin is. And her cousin had uh, just given birth to a baby one of these talking weird babies that are obsessed with the womb and she goes into the that room the doctor confronts her now this room is completely surrounded in vines tendrils all over the floor going up on the walls of these weird mushrooms that are just growing sprouting up all over the room um and the doctor you know is talking to her and he's saying like, oh, these mushrooms are like great. They're not actually mushrooms though. They are the placentas that the babies regrow because they want to be reattached to their moms. And the doctor decided that he needed to find out what it tasted like. You just gotta know. I'm, I would you try it? No, baby mushroom. No. What if you saw it growing out of a baby? Especially no. (laughs) What is that supposed to make it better? Well, at least you know where it came from, right? I I guess. (laughs) Sort of, yeah. Okay. Uh, So, anyway. (laughs) Uh, The the doctor says, like, uh, he has a pact with the babies, right? He's going to put the babies back in. And then she's like, wait a minute, where's my cousin? And then he's like, oh, she's in the next room. So she busts into the next room, and she finds the cousin sitting perched up in the bed, completely naked, looking horrific like her her hair is a whole mess her face is like her eyes are completely white because i think she's like in so much pain or agony or she's not even herself anymore and her stomach is enormously distended and has a vertical slice running up and down it's like woven shut the doctor has sewn the baby back in gross and now the mom she's she's completely changed she's like i need blood i need blood and the doctor grabs qda and uh, unfurling from the mom, not the mom, but I guess the cousin's mouse is this like weird spiralized um, whip-like tongue that has like a needle point oh. of an entrance on the end. And it whips around and stabs the doctor in the neck. And he drops Kirie and then the re-impregnated woman that's a sentence <laughs> jumps onto the doctor and completely drains him of his blood but this girl Kirie A she's not a very good protagonist she cannot save herself really okay. um, and she's injured so now she's crawling <laughs> on the floor she can't get up I guess and then the cousin is stalking after her um, but gets distracted by two nurses who are too busy eating the placenta mushrooms to notice this crazy pregnant lady's talking the halls. Sure. And she pounces on them, and that's Kirie's uh, exit, you know? She just bounces from the hospital, and then the story completely ends. No follow-up on Kirie, Kirie's cousin. She's just like, I never heard anything about the hospital again, and I didn't want to go back and find out. Seems wise. Welcome to the Best Booze Podcast. I'm Death Boy Dan. And I'm Best Bones Justin. <laughs> and I'm here for your souls. Ah! 
Just kidding, it is I, Best Phantom Cat. And this week on the pod, it's spoopy season. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, none of none of the topics I wanted to chat about in the beginning are particularly spoopy, other than the fact that it took me so long to getting around to finishing Slime and My Hero. Yeah, um, dude, it took you forever. <laughs> looking at that cat. <laughs> I am so behind on everything. But you are caught up on several of this season's shows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I mean, what happened is you've been in the living room while I've been watching them, mostly. <laughs> That's very true. Um, yeah, I need what, to what have you been enjoying from this season? You know, here's the sad thing is like, I'm so behind on what things are. I don't know what the names of the shows are because I just catch them when Justin's watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Describe it. We'll, we'll tell you the name. Okay. There's one about a reincarnated boy. Um, there's a lot of, okay. Like yeah, that. I know. <laughs> but he's an older assassin oh yeah first life best boy mike likes that one too yeah i'm not watching that one one the the assassin is reincarnated uh, as an aristocrat yeah yeah so then he's reincarnated the world's greatest yeah the world's greatest assassin as an aristocrat in a assassin family yeah like a professional assassin a very weird assassin family like as opposed to normal assassin i don't know like they're a political assassin family so like they all they're very intertwined in the political scene that's not the part that i thought was weird but yeah but then they're also (laughs) assassins yeah (laughs) for the for the king yeah 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 it's a good show it's just a little weird It's it's kind of like uh, jobless reincarnation and in, in like feel right. No, it's very no. different. Very different. Okay. So wait, is jobless reincarnation the that's one the about... one we were watching just now? Yeah. Wait, is that the one with the little perverted boy? Yes, <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Okay. And one of many. Um, the one we are currently watching. Yeah, Assassin is nothing like nothing like jobless reincarnation okay. at all. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that one seemed cool. It, it's pretty good. I, I would recommend it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was The Pact. Did you know what I meant when I put yes, this I in did. there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I so, like the font. <laughs> yeah, Impact. Um, so Justin and I have uh, a deal going on right now. You're aware of this, I think. I yeah, mean, you if, if you told me, I have forgotten. So this You'll is remember when you told Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to preface this a little bit with like, when when Best Boy Justin was an up and coming anime nerd, he that's not what I was. I was already an anime. Nerd. You were yes, you you were already an anime you nerd. But when you anime. when you got I, I thirsty for anime, I was able to provide Justin with a ton of anime, and then he caught up to me, and like in some areas has overtaken me. Um, so we're now at a point, I think, where we're going to start trading animes. So the deal was, I would watch uh, Girls und Panzer, and then I would get to pick any anime for Best Boy Justin yeah. to watch. Which I'm realizing now is unfair, because we had to get through like <laughs> seven or eight anime before we fucking found one that you would watch. Um, I just haven't been in the mood for a lot of things, but... Girls in Panzer, and I, I have decided I'm not going to be, like, mean and make you watch, like, something terrible. Okay. I'm going to make you watch something fun. I'm thinking uh, either Martian Successor Nadesco or um, Skate the Infinity. Those both um, sound interesting. Yeah, they're both fun. Um, I think you would enjoy uh, Skate the Infinity for its liveliness and fun characters, and I think you would enjoy Martian Successor and Nadesco for, like, old-school mech, like, rom-com-ness. Yeah, I mean, we're already getting tons of mech this <laughs> season anyway, so, like, what's uh, one more? Yeah, you know? just a little yeah. little yeah. icing on top of the cake. So, if any Best Buds out there have any suggestions of what I should make Best Boy Justin watch, please feel free to contact us at any of our socials. Oh boy, I, I'm, I'm nervous for what you're gonna get. Um, but yeah, so one thing I've been doing recently is um, so we've talked about gotcha games a lot on the pod, and I've talked about how like I've tried a couple of them, but like never really like caught on to them. But uh, I actually I just got a tablet, um, and I decided to start playing Girls Frontline. 
And for a number of reasons. I'm kind of doing it as an experiment. So I want Kat, to... Do you know what Girls Frontline is? So, not really, but here's what I've gathered okay. that it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, want, I want to get your impression of what it what is. What I've seen of Justin playing and... and bits and pieces of other conversations you've been having with other people about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about this. Um, it is a game, it's a battle game. Yeah. Right? With anthropomorphized girl, like gun girls? Yep. The, the guns are the girls, and the girls are guns? Yes. That's actually really, that's actually really the best way to explain it. <laughs> I don't understand how that works. They, they don't ever do anime. Yeah, anime magic. It kind of, in in theory, kind of reminded me of like Steven Universe. Have you okay. watched the anime where the girls are battleships? Yes, I, that, I was going to talk about that next actually. Because okay. yeah, th- this is not this is not like a a unique um, format. So like this is actually drawing on the original one, which is the ship girls. So, like, basically, it's the same kind of game, but instead of guns, it's anthropomorphized ships that are girls, and you battle with them. So, like, it's a similar kind of thing. But, like, th- this game, it's it's basically guns. So, you have guns like an M16, and then they make it like an anime girl who okay. uses an M16. Got it. Yeah, and they are, like, they're called, the word's called tactical dolls, so they're basically, like, robots. <laughs> oh, like, auto-memories dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, so just I, like Violet Evergarden, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I decided to pick up this game. Like I wanted to do an experiment. I wanted to see how long I could play a gotcha game before I spend money on it. So like, like you this know you're gonna with, have to spend this money. This ends with Justin homeless. These these ga- well these games are designed to make you spend money. But, like, the way they do it is interesting. Like, they they kind of lure you into it. Like, at first... They you give a, you a ton of free shit at the beginning. You have an overabundance of resources. You mm-hmm. can just keep churning out new gotcha pulls, which is what it's called when you, like... Uh-huh. When you create a new, like, item. So, in this case, would be, like, one of the gun girls. And then it starts to bottleneck. So, like, you can't... You don't have enough storage space, or you don't have enough materials. And you can get it, but, like, you'll have to, like, sit there and, like, wait for all your daily rewards. Yeah, you have to grind. And it'll take much longer to get what you want. Yeah, so I want to... you can only buy things for a certain amount of time, too. Yeah, and you can get the same currency that you spend real-world money to get, but you get it very, very slowly. You, You understand where I'm going? Yes. Yeah, so I want to see how long I can play it without spending money. That's going to be a lot of grinding. Yep. But I'm level 20 now, so if any of you best buds out there play Girls Frontline, look me up. My username is Marcel2515. Can people gift you things in that game? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So gift me all the things and ex- extend my, extend my <laughs> reign. I um, see. But yeah, I chose this one because like I like guns and I like anime girls, so... Um, <laughs> and I can attest that he plays it every day. I do my I do my gotchas when I get home from work. <laughs> uh, anyway, so another thing I've been I've been thinking about because this section of the podcast has become where I talk about my shower thoughts. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Sure. Justin. You've never been to R slash shower thoughts. Oh, that yeah. kind of, I thought. No, 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 no. Di- I you no, were being no. Weird. It's different. Different <laughs> podcast. Different podcast. That's that's best. Um, after dark. No, I had this thought the other day. Um, find, find our Patreon for that one. Um, I had a, I had a you thought. You mean our only that. dance? Our only dance. Yes, because I, I was thinking anime stories that are set in high school are always a generation behind because the artist the author, the mangaka, is writing about a story that is based on their high school experience. Tokyo Revenge. A generation before. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So I was always thinking, because like, even the most modern, like, because we're starting to get to the point where I'm seeing stories about high school that are from a point after my experience in high school. Yu Yu Hakusho is like, more 80s based. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at first, like, school stories, anime stories about high school were set in a period of school that I never experienced because I was too uh, too young. Mm-hmm. And then for a little while, it was telling stories that were kind of like, oh, I remember, you know, things like this. Like, 
cell phones just being a thing and the internet was dial-up. And that was something that was happening. And now we're starting to get high school stories about where, like, the when high schoolers have... When you were in high school. S- was that? <laughs> when you were in high school. No, past that. So, like, we're starting to get yeah. high school stories about, like, you we're know, kids old. with smartphones <laughs> and, like, well, Twitter yeah. being a thing and, like, social media. Yep. So, like, you know, and it's funny because, like, the, the way the kids in high school now are experiencing high school in a way that current stories haven't caught up to yet. So I was just thinking about this the other day, and I, I was think like, that's oh, that's a, a thing. I think that's, like, a thing across across media, though. It is yeah. a thing across media, but you notice it so much in anime because so much anime takes place during high school. Yeah. I think I just think of the uh, how the 80s were heavily influenced by the 50s. Yeah. I would love to see, like, uh, a period high school... I guess they make that occasionally. Yeah, yeah, like in a slice of life format or something like that. Or horror too. Or horror. Horror is like especially good for that because it's it's cell phones kind of ruin horror. Yeah, they do a little bit. (laughs) Help, come pick me up. (laughs) My car broke down. Yeah, Um, but yeah, so that's what I was thinking about anime in high school. But what led me to think about that was the fact that Komi-san is here. We talked about it in the last episode, how we weren't going to be able to really talk about it because it hadn't come out, but it is out now, and it is perfect, and And I love it. And we've watched both of the first two episodes. We are fully caught up. They are fantastic. Yeah, uh, I'm really curious because both Best Boy Justin and I have read a good chunk of the uh, manga, Um, I'm curious as as fresh eyes what what your take on the, the show is. I think it's... It's a really refreshing show. Mm-hmm. Um, the art is really beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I like how it fe- there are certain parts in the illustration where it feels like a comic, or a, I guess a manga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the way that things are like sharply illustrated. Um, I love Comey's expressions. Mm-hmm. Her like cat, how they depict her as being like a very reserved kind of cat. So adorable. Yeah. So cute. Um. <laughs> I'm really glad you picked up on that, too, because that is one of the things that makes the manga so endearing, mm-hmm. is Komi-san's expressions and, like, her little quirks and stuff. And one of the things that we had talked about when, we, when they mentioned that they were doing one is, like, if they're going to do a Komi anime, they have to nail that. Yeah. And they did the, a really Especially well, the cat they ears did. thing. Yeah. yeah, they did. Um, yeah, the show was amazing. Like you said, the... the it's anim- really firing on all cylinders. Yeah. The animation that is kind of reminiscent of, like, a manga style is one of the things... I know you were a little suspicious of it at first, um, but I think yeah. it's one of the things that well, really... Just, like, the choppiness of it. Like, I've seen other studios use it as kind of, like, a way to, like, uh, not have to animate things as much. Right. But it's definitely a stylistic thing. Like, Listen, weirdly... It's, it's, a- it's no um, domestic housewife... Domestic, oh, domestic girlfriend. Girlfriend. No, 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 not domestic girlfriend. What's um, the one where it's like the oh, way of the house husband. Way of the house yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was afraid of because it's also Netflix. But uh, weirdly, I think of anything, it reminds me of JoJo. Yeah, it does have a lot of elements that are similar to JoJo. Well, it, it's definitely borrowing from JoJo. It's referencing it, like when. When her when she's in her like people are mistaking her for being menacing yeah and like it's got like the the aura around her yeah. that's definitely they're definitely like referencing JoJo, yeah. Um, so yeah that's a that's makes perfect sense. It's uh, it's just such such a wonderful show and and you've met Najimi now yeah um, and like the thing I love about the show is that every character in it is so interesting and funny yep. and like well fleshed out um the show is also like really funny too it's like, hilarious it was... there was that one moment like i don't <laughs> want to talk about it because i want people to experience it but there is a moment in the second episode that had us on the floor laughing our asses off it was yeah. so funny and it wasn't in the manga either i'm, I'm pretty sure like i want to go back and check i think they added that and it yeah. was really funny it's a perfect edition it was really good um, I can't wait for you to meet the rest of the characters. Yeah, all too. of the characters are really good. Um, but they yeah, so see, and they all seem like extremes. Yes, they are. Every single with, they with are the all mainly just being like as vanilla as possible. Yes. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like all of the all of the fellow classmates are like basically stereotypes taken to their extremes and put into a person. And Tadano is the control group. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. 
that contrast makes for the for the show being so good. Yeah. And I, I think that this was something I thought maybe bothered me until I actually thought about it and it makes sense as to why Tadano Tadano? Tadano, mm-hmm. yeah. Why his face looks the way his face looks? He is his face is drawn much more simplistically yeah, than all of the other characters' faces, and at first it it was a little jarring to me to see. I was like, man, like why, why? And then I realized it's it's because he's so vanilla. Yeah, he's just yep. so plain. God bless him. <laughs> yeah, but he's great. Yeah, Tadano's oh. great. Najimi's great. Everyone's great. The show is amazing. Um, yeah, and it's only gonna get better too, especially as the romance aspect of it picks up mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to so know good. anything that's all I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be a surprise yep no it's good um, we're happy about it and we're going to keep talking about it until it's over and then also probably for a very long time <laughs> we're going to we're going to cry a lot I'm going to make my over. children watch well, it well then maybe I should just watch the show and then read the manga yeah and see I would how... recommend it it's worth it hmm. Hmm. okay they're they're pretty true to it. Yeah, so far anyway. Yeah, that's that's how you have to do it in order for it to be. Good. Especially when it's something so uh, anticipated. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my news is that I just found out that Fruits Basket is well. A there's gonna be a Fruits Baskets movie. Yep. Right. Um. But it's gonna include a prequel story, featuring Toru's parents. When they were young, and their relationship. I'm excited for it too. I haven't finished watching Fruits Basket. You need to, <laughs> but I think I have to because I actually that sounds really interesting to me. Her parents are really great too. Yeah. Uh, anytime you see them in the flashback, Best Boy Justin. Maybe that's what I should make Best Boy Justin watch. That's no, that's maybe. three seasons, and that seems unfair for. Well, a like I said, well, however it works, I'm only doing one season. That's fair. Of, which like, is why I'll and pick no, a seventy-six episode by one season's worth. I mean max Black twenty-four Clover. episodes. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't do that to you. You thought what? about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm going to make you watch all of Galactic Hero. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they also like released the poster for it, which features young Toru's parents. And the character designs are really nice. Um, Toru looks so much like her mom, except the hair color is different. Mm. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is that, you know, I didn't get to watch as many scary things as I wanted oh, no, this we year. Just, it was a busy, busy October. Um... I love spooky season, folks, and I love horror movies in general. Anytime I watch a movie or anytime we're like, hey, let's watch a movie, I always suggest a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and no one wants to watch and it. And no one wants to watch it with me. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about this a little later, but I'm not huge into horror, so. <sighs> I just think horror stories can tell, like, some of the best stories um, because what makes a horror story good is not the um horror aspect it's the other aspects around it as well like are the characters dynamic enough i so i think it depends on on the the horror too right like um what was that one we watched uh a haunting at hill house like that story was so great and horror was a great medium for it but i i feel like those kinds of horror films and stories are few and far between, at least in my experience. Um, I Though I also should probably get out and experience more of that. Though one horror I really do want to continue watching is Monster. I've really been enjoying that one. Okay. I like Monster. I don't even necessarily consider Monster to be horror. It's really, to me, more like suspense. I think yeah. sus- which suspense I enjoy. is a subgenre of horror. I would say horror is maybe more of a subgenre of suspense. Um, because like you can have suspense without like, like guttural horror, but you can't really have horror without suspense, you know, suspense can be like action or, you know, emotionally driven. It doesn't necessarily have to be horror. Hmm. Cause like I would consider something like, you know, if we're talking about movies, like, like a Jason Bourne movie is a suspense movie, but it's not horror. Hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a Venn diagram. Okay. <laughs> oh, we've got suspense on one side, horror on the other, and then 
I see it. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily see it as a Venn diagram. I see it as like a spectrum, a line. Okay, you're getting way too advanced. <laughs> or maybe like a quadrangle. Stop. <laughs> What's a quadrangle? <laughs> Wouldn't you like, like to know? Quadrilateral. You have to pay extra for that. Oh, yeah, gosh. that's you have to you, you have, have to tune into the Patreon. You can't it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy our Patreon and I'll explain geometry. Um, but I did get to rewatch another. Yes. With with a friend of mine, which was great because that has been my fourth time watch. No, wait. One, two, three, four. My fifth time watching it. Oh, great. Wow. We're going to get into it later on. So before we get into that, it's time to check in with Studio WEEB for some anime news. All right, best buds. I'm going to kick it off with a couple of new anime that have been announced and a couple of uh, anime that are going to be coming uh, back. So uh, first up, Cloverworks uh, has announced that it will produce a original television anime series called Tokyo 24-ku, or Tokyo 24, uh, 24th Ward. Uh, and it will debut January of 2022. I'm calling it right now. Ward as in hospital ward? ward? No, Ward is more like a district. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, So, I'm I'm calling it now uh, Winter uh, 2022 is going to be stacked. Yeah, it's probably going to be pretty similar to Winter 2021. Um, So, this is from Nao Katsuki. Suda, um, director of the first four JoJo Bizarre Adventure anime seasons um, and chief director of JoJo Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, is directing the anime at Cloverworks. Vio Shimokura uh, of Nitro Plus is writing and overseeing the series scripts. Fifths, made up of uh, Shuji Sogabe and Nanako Nono. Kanako. Kanako Nono is designing the characters, and Takahiro Kishida of Bakano, Dorara, and Haikyuu, that's a stacked resume, is adapting those designs for animation. Alright, almost there. <laughs> Hideyuka uh, Fukasawa. Hideyuki. <laughs> Hideyuki. Uh, Fukasawa of Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, Flowers of Evil, is composing the music. Huh. All right, so all of that was to get into the summary, which is this. The anime takes place on an artific- artificial island floating in Tokyo Bay named... Not even going to try. Far East Special <laughs> District outside of the law, nicknamed 24th Ward. <laughs> just gave up. <laughs> the manga centers around three childhood friends born and raised on the island, Ran, Koki, and Shuta. Uh, the three have... Different social standings, hobbies, and personalities, but they are always hanging out together. But the relationships will change dramatically after a certain incident. At a memorial ceremony... Whoa. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what the incident is. One year after the incident, the three happen to meet again, and all of their phones start to ring at once. The phone call is from a friend they thought was dead, urging them to choose the future. Each young man will believe in their own way of doing things to protect the future of the people of the 24th Ward. Um, I don't know what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) I think it sounds cool. I think Cloverworks can be good. Cloverworks is good when they're not bad. Exactly. They don't don't have a mid. They don't have an in-between. But... I also like original anime. So, my fingers are crossed. We're going to check it out. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm excited for a new original anime. That'd yeah. Be great. I am even more excited for this next one, which is from TV Asahi and Linden Films. Uh, they announced that they are going to be producing an original badminton sports anime. Hell yeah. Titled... <laughs> Ryman's Club, that will premiere on Asahi Broadcasting, BS Asahi, and 22 other affiliated channels in January with the NUMA Animation Anime Programming Block. The anime focuses on badminton players on a corporate team with characters who work at a day job uh, in a company and also play badminton. The story centers around Mikoto Shiratori, a childhood prodigy at badminton who never recovered from a major loss during a high school competition. Now he works in the sales department of 
the Sunlight Beverage Company playing badminton on the side. Uh, That's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I'm like really excited, A, again, about an original anime, and Linden Films has also been crushing it lately. But this man, he can't get over something that happened to him in high school. Yeah. And it's crippled his entire life, and all he's amounted to is selling beverages. (laughs) Um. Yeah, but I, I'm also excited for an adult sports story. We don't yeah. get a ton of those. Um, I mean, an adult story in general. Yeah. Uh, Aimi Yamauchi of City Hunter Shinjuki Private Eyes unit director, uh, Killing Bites episode director, is directing the anime at Linden Films, which previously animated the badminton uh, anime Hanabad, uh, um, which I have seen and is very sweaty. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, wait a minute. You, you've you seen part of it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, it was very sweaty. <laughs> it was weirdly it sweaty. The, like, sweat flying off of someone's body would be um, glistening. But they're also really good at animating Batman, so... Um, Yamauchi is also in charge of the series composition alongside Teruko Utsumi uh, of Sarizanmai and Suzuhitu... Yasuda of Dorarara, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon Light novels, drew the character designs, and Majiro from Barakamon, Macros Delta, and 22-7 is drawing those character designs for animation. The group Fox Capture Plan is composing the music, which is yes. pretty rad. We love them. Um, and then, to wrap up my corner of the news segment uh we're getting two uh second seasons from one from nagatoro and one from science fell in love uh which i'm excited for both yeah you need to watch science fell in love first though uh yes <laughs> I-, I watched part of it yeah i watched like four episodes um it's good yeah you should watch it i enjoyed it yeah it's- i just need to be in the mood fair uh, enough but right. uh i'm definitely ready for some Season two of Nagatoro. Yeah, that's going to be really good. I can't wait for that. I, I need to watch. I, I feel like that's the sentence I say all the damn time. <laughs> need I need that. to watch that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to watch. I need to finish watching that. There's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. And guess what? There's about to be more. Oh? Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, Best Buds. I don't have any Gundam news this week. Tune in next time. Um, so the first piece of news that I have is that the staff of the television anime of uh, Shinichi, uh, Shinichi Fukuda's My Dress Up Darling manga has unveiled the anime's first promotional video. Uh, the video reveals the anime's two main cast members and announces the anime's January 2022 premiere date. Um, Ke- uh, Keisuke Shinohara from Black Fox A3 uh, Season Spring and Summer is going to be directing the anime at Cloverworks. Uh, Square Enix Manga and Books publishes the manga in English and it describes the uh, story thusly traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls doll artisan hopeful waka uh where is his name (laughs) uh wakana gojo passes his days as a loner finding solace in the home ec room at his high school to wakana people like the beautiful marin kitagawa a trendy girl who's always surrounded by a throng of friends are practically aliens from another world but when cheerful Mari, never one to be shy, spots Wakana sewing away one day after school, she barges in with the aim of roping her quiet classmate into her secret hobby, cosplay. Oh, yeah. I kept hearing you say Wakanda. Wakanda forever! <laughs> I definitely heard that too. Um, but this uh, this is a manga that I've, uh, I actually have been reading, and it's really, really good. And I think, Kat, you in particular will really enjoy this one. Um, it's Because... I cosplay. Yeah, <laughs> because you cosplay, and this uh, this is kind of centered around that. Um, best boy Jamie asked me the other day if any of us were going to cosplay to the My Hero movie, since we are going to see it on Halloween. We are. That's right. Too, too, oh. too, I don't. I don't have. I can't cosplay. <laughs> Whoa! Do I need to make a cosplay in like? A day? Oh, are we going to do a montage? No, please, no. <laughs> we'll put it on the Best Boys YouTube channel. I don't even know channel. who I would be. Mount Lady. Mount Lady. That's, no, that's All difficult. you need that's is spandex. A, that's a body, yeah. I mean, really, for most of the costumes, all you need is spandex. <laughs> Honestly, honest. I would probably pull off, um... Yao Yao Rosa? There you go. Um... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth it. It might be a little That's cold like, for that outfit. Oh, yeah. Cool, 
Um, but yeah, so my next piece of news actually has a little bit to do with what I was talking about earlier, <clears throat> and that is the official website for the television anime of Sunborn Network's Girls Frontline smartphone game has released a new promotional video. Uh, additionally, That's more synergy, right? There. Yeah, right? Well, because I had a piece of tangentially related Gundam news, but I was like, this works too well. Like, you know, I don't want to spoil them with too much, you know, Gundam news. <laughs> um, but yeah, additionally, more cast and staff members have been announced, and a Jan- as long as it, as well as a January 2022 premiere. Uh, the video reveals and previews the ending theme song Horizon by Team Shachi, and the anime will stream globally and will also air on TV in Japan. Um, the game's story is set in an alternate timeline near future Earth in the 2060s, the aftermath of a military accident that resulted in a widespread disease, as well as the recent conclusion of a careless nuclear war has massively depopulated the planet and rendered much of the surface uninhabitable, reducing the once great nations to shadows of their former selves. Androids used for labor and combat have become an important facet of life, and easily replicable and disposable androids known as tactical dolls are used by private military companies in the front lines of numerous brushfire wars. In the game, the player takes the role of a fresh commander in a uh, private military company, commanding T-Dolls in a fight against a new AI threat. Um, so there is the story of the game. Oh, is this like the prequel to Violet Evergarden? <laughs> Maybe. I've never seen Violet Evergarden, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the game, so I figured... Uh, why not talk about the anime that's coming out? I'm actually kind of excited for this one because I don't think I will be continuing to play the game for very long because, like like I said, at a certain point, I'm going to have to spend money on it and I don't want to do that. But, like, having an anime of it, I could enjoy that. That's a good replacement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did watch the anime for um, Kantai Collection, which is one of the Ship Girl games, um, mm. which I enjoyed. I played the game for, like, a day and put it down and never looked at it again. But I did enjoy the anime. There you, know. you go. Okay, so um, this might not be news to other people, but it was news to me. Okay, <laughs> then that makes it news. Yeah. That uh, Attack on Titan, the uh, second half of the series finale, <laughs> is going to be coming out in January of yeah. 2022. Was that news to you guys? Uh, no, not quite. No, but, but bears repeating. Yeah, I don't think we've actually talked about it on the pod before, the actual date. It is coming out on January 10th. Yes. Um... So, they're also going to be, like, doing streaming. Well, I assume that most people who are listening to this podcast are using Crunchyroll or, like, Funimation. Uh, Some of them, yeah. But in Japan, they're going to be, (laughs) you know, doing essentially a rerun so that people can catch up. Just like they do with Game of Thrones. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Also news, Laidback Camp is going to have a film. In 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I really enjoy Laidback Camp, we actually. We need to finish season two. Yeah, we do. Um, I've actually never been camping, and I've always wanted to go, so I live vicariously through these anime girls. Okay. <laughs> we should go camping in the summer. Yes. Best Buds camping trip. Ooh, spring. We can they make spring winter camping. camping look so fun, though. Yeah, but winter camping is not fun. Yeah, I've been strange. winter camping. <laughs> I mean, camping. It was forced. I didn't have a choice. But, uh, no, not fun. Fall camping. Fall camping, I think I can get behind. Yeah. Winter camping, no. It's starting to get a little cold, though. Yeah, I think fall and spring. Those are your, your good camping months. You know, you don't want to be out in the summer with no. all the skeeters. In the summer, you want to be in a cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or winter, too. Winter, you'd beach. be in a cabin. <coughs> I wouldn't want to be on a beach. I, w- I want to be in um, one of those like big cabins in the winter where you... <laughs> You know, stand at a giant window and look Get a at the fireplace. That's, yeah. on our, that's on our side channel, The Best Boys Travel. Oh, um, man, if we can get that off the ground. Oh, we could go to Aaron. What's his face's house? Oh, in Idaho. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> From bitch. Breaking Bad? The guy who says bitch a lot. Oh, Jesse. Uh, right? Aaron Paul. There you Aaron go. Paul. Aaron okay. Paul has this beautiful home. <laughs> well, I would never intentionally set foot in the state of Idaho, so you guys have fun with that. Um, but what are your thoughts, Best Booze? Are you excited for any of the upcoming shows? Is there an awesome anime coming out that we just haven't been paying attention to? Let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. And you can find us, uh, send us an email at the uh, bestboyspod at gmail.com. You should especially hit us up if you're going to be at Anime NYC, because we will be too! Ba, ba, ba. The best boys are going to be there all three days, and while we don't have a booth 
just yet, we're going to be just about everywhere. So if you'd like to meet up, definitely let us know. Again, that's at bestboys underscore pod on the socials, bestboyspod at gmail.com via email. And finally, we just wanted to take a moment to say we love you. If you love us too, why don't you take a moment to give us five stars on your podcast supplier of choice? It really helps us out a lot, and if you write us something especially funny, witty, or kind, we might read it out loud on the pod. Thanks, Best Buds, and with that out of the way, it's time to don your spookiest set of rain gear as we wade on into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Alright, best booze. So, today we are gonna just have like a little open roundtable discussion about a uh, very scary anime uh, titled Another. <laughs> Justin rolled his eyes a little. Um, it's, uh, it, I particularly enjoy this uh, uh, anime and I know Best Person Cat. Uh, I've mentioned it like yeah. three times already yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I watched it for the episode and I didn't enjoy it quite as much, but we'll talk about it. So we'll kick it off to Kat for the synopsis. In 1972, a popular student in Yomiyama North Middle School's class, 3-3, named Mizaki, passed away during the school year. Since then, the town of Yomiyama has been shrouded by a fearful atmosphere from the dark secrets hidden deep within. 26 years later, 15-year-old Koichi Sakikabara transfers into class, 3-3, of Yomiyama North, and soon after discovers that a strange, gloomy mood seems to hang over all of the students. He also finds himself drawn to the mysterious, eye-patch-wearing student, Mei Misaki. However, the rest of the class and the teachers seem to treat her like she doesn't exist, paying no heed to the warnings from everyone, including Mei herself. Koichi begins to get closer, not only to her, but also to the truth behind the gruesome phenomenon plaguing Class 3-3 of Yomiyama North. Another follows Koichi, Mei, and their classmates as they are pulled into the enigma surrounding a series of inevitable, tragic events. But unraveling the horror of Yomiyama may just cost them the ultimate price. Ooh! <laughs> That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, it is based off of a Japanese uh, mystery horror novel by Yukito Ayatsuji. Uh, it was published back in October 29th of 2009 by Katakawa Shoten. That's more recent than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, the manga adaptation by Hiro Kiyohara was serialized between May 2010. They got right on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and January 2012 in an issue of Katakawa's Shoten Young Ace. I'm the so hat's so... brand synergy right there. Katakawa everywhere. Yep. Guess who made the anime? Yep. Um, <laughs> PA works. <laughs> it was well, a, Katakawa was the producer, though. Yes. Uh, it was a 12-episode anime <laughs> uh, television series produced by PA Works, who gave us Angel Beats, uh, Charlotte, and the Aquatope on White Sand. Another show that I'm loving this season. Um, aired uh, in Japan between January 10th and March 27th of 2012 uh, with an original <laughs> video animation uh, episode released on May 26th, 2012 and a live action film of the same name released in Japanese oh theater <gasps> on August 4th, 2012. Are we going to have to watch the live action? I would watch the live action uh, film of it. A sequel titled Another 2001 was serialized in uh, Yasei uh, Jidai Magazine from the November 2014 issue uh, to the February 2020 issue. What? Uh, and as its name implies, it takes place in 2001. Uh, so a continuation of like the same... I, I guess. Well, I mean, they same... never fully... Well, you know. It, I don't want to give away too much, <laughs> yeah, but it, it yeah. makes sense. They could do this. There is there is sequel opportunity within it. Um, my favorite little tidbit about it <laughs> is that on June 12th of 2015, the Chinese Ministry of Culture listed another among 38 anime and manga titles banned in Japan. Nope, China. 
in China. <laughs> this this is that. the wildest fact to me. And like we read the list a little bit, and I think if we some ever of them, do, I get why. But yeah, like, I think some of them make sense. Some of them are they make sense in that. It's I mean, China. not that I'm saying that like censorship no, makes no, no, sense, no. but it makes sense for why China particularly would ban them. Yeah. But like, I think if we ever actually do start a Patreon, a series that we have to do is doing live yeah. watches of these 38 shows. Uh, are there are good ones China. on there. Attack on Titans on there. Yeah, that show's great. Yeah, some of the things are on there just for like general violence and goriness, but others are on there clearly for like ideological things. Yeah, um, we should watch all those ones. Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the director of the show is uh, Tsutomu Mizushima, um, who did Holic, Girls in Ponzer, which uh, Dan is watching right now. Also, Best Boy Mike is watching at the moment as well. Uh, he's quite enjoying it, oddly enough. And <laughs> Best Boy Jamie ones, wants to watch that it, That one too. of the ones, like, we, when we were talking about, like, what should we recommend to Best Boy Mike, Girls in Ponzer was not one that came up. I could see why he would like it, though. Yeah. Uh, also, Best Boy Jamie wants to watch it. <laughs> He, he should. Start, no, he started watching it. I watched <laughs> some of it with him. Hilarious. He should. Uh, but How yeah. did you get everyone into Girls in Ponzer? Listen, I'm the Ponzer Whisperer. <laughs> Ponzer Commander your, of the Lake. What on. is your wisdom? Ponzer Whisperer is a great title. It's a really good band name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then uh, Mizushima also did Prison School, which is uh, less... That is just a friggin' wild collection of shows. Well, like, yeah. you could not pick more different shows. Because, like, XXXHolic is, like, an action shonen type deal, right? Yeah, I think and, so, yeah, yeah. And then Girls and Ponzer is a slice-of-life sports anime about tanks. Another then, is a horror. And Prison School is Is, like, etchy comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, that's just a wild You don't know, career. like, Girls and Ponzer, like, could devolve into, like, an action thing. I hope it will, because part of me is like, oh, the show might be interesting if it was, like, actually, like, little girls, like, being ground to dust underneath the fucking, <laughs> the terrifying machine that is armored combat. But also, <laughs> I think maybe this is better this way. Anyway, you want to tell us about the music? No, I want to talk about Tank Girls some more, actually. <laughs> but I guess I'll talk about the music. Uh, music in this show is by Ko Otani. Uh, Japanese musician best known for composing kaiju movies with the collaborator Shusuke Kaneko. Uh, aside from movies, that, uh, he's composed video games. He's known as a composer, musical arranger, and keyboardist. Uh, best known for Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, uh, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, and Shadow of the Colossus. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. That's also a Shadow game. of the Colossus. Yeah. yeah. I heard it was really good. I never played it, but... Um, so yeah, that, that's another, uh, best person cat. You this is your favorite show. most feelings so. about it. So why don't, why don't you lead off? Okay. So every single time that I have watched this show, I have gained further insight, right? So the first time you watch it, it's an immense mystery, right? Um, there are a lot of confusing factors. The main character is trying to figure things out. You're trying to figure things out along it's, it's a tough show to talk about because you can't really talk about yeah, I mean, don't the details anything. of it because it's all about figuring things out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're going to talk about it in like abstract terms for the most part. Um, so, you know, the main character is trying to figure out uh, what May's relationship is with the rest of the class and vice versa. And um, gosh, I really don't. It's hard to talk about. I, what, what are some of your favorite things about it? Like, Could, what, can I talk about the deaths or the fact that deaths happen? Yeah, you can talk. Well, deaths yeah. happen. It's a horror show, so yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay. Lots of deaths happen in it. Okay. <laughs> so, and then there's this secondary part of this uh, curse where it's it, the curse itself is kind of a little bonkers. Where <laughs> if on the first day of class they are short one seat, that means that one of the students is not real yeah. is a is a ghost of some kind um and this all sprouts from the like the original incident of a classmate having died in the past and the whole class and school pretending like that classmate had never died yeah and they essentially invited death into so they've created some sort of like a mark there um so it only affects that class but if that happens uh 
that's the curse. Uh, well, if that happens, then you have the curse factor, which is that at that moment, every month, people are going to start dying. Yeah, from that class. From or, that class, from their family. It's their yeah. class, their or, or immediate, immediate family. family. Um, but yeah, it's, it leads to some very creative deaths, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the first one that kicks off everything is, is particularly shocking. It is. It oh, is really yeah. shocking. It is really, I will say, really well animated. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I watched this show for this episode um, over the past like month or so. Um, I did not enjoy it as much as Best Person Cat enjoys it. <laughs> um, I will say, though, that I do appreciate as far as a, a technically, you know, in the technical terms, it is a very well-composed anime. Um, the the animation is really good, especially in like the action scenes and, and like, the OP the is just killer. The, oh. oh god, no. <laughs> We're, we'll talk about the OP later. Um, but it, it, seeing seeing there the 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 music the musician person's like resume, I can understand why it felt like discordant. Well, it feels very. When did this come out? Like, but it was written about two thousand and nine. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, but um. But yeah, like, in the the deaths were really cool looking. Um, but, like, I don't enjoy horror as a genre. Like, it's not, I'm not scared of it. Like, it, it just doesn't entertain me very well. And I think part of the reason why that is is just because I'm really character development focused. And you don't have a whole lot of character development in a horror story. Because, like, like I guess you have a little bit of it, but, like, not, like, the same kind of character growth that you get out of a out of maybe a different type of story. How far along are you in that in this uh, show? Which one? Another. I finished. Oh, it. you finished. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You didn't feel like at the end that the main characters had But yes, like they they are clearly different from when they started, but like the thing is is it happens all of a sudden. I enjoy the process of character growth. So like you basically have these characters who are kind of the same throughout the story. Then the climax happens and then they're different. And it's fine, but it's not not a, something that I typically enjoy. And I, a lot of horror kind of tends to structure itself that way. Because um, if the character grows in a significant way, then they just could solve the problem and not die. Because I, I, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yes, yes, if they handled it differently. Yeah. But I, I feel like... Um, Anytime I've watched it, like I, the climax choices, has to be the characters overcoming the thing. Yeah, right? the, yeah, the major thing. But it's also a slow burn. I think I mean, that's you can't... so. That's for me. What I particularly like about the show is, like, I'm I'm more of the story side than the characters. Like, I like good characters, but, like, weave me a tale and I'm on board. Oh, yeah. And and I think that this does a really good job. Like, you have the element of horror throughout it. And, like, I... So I think I fall somewhere in between you two. Like, I don't really seek out horror unless I know it's a really good story. So I only really see, like, the horror films in, like, theaters that a lot of people are, like, talking the about. Acclaimed the acclaimed yeah. ones, right? Okay. Um and because I, I want the ones that have a good story along with it. And the mystery of figuring out, like, the curse and, and how they go about doing it, which you get in the end and the climax, which, like, that's just how all horrors are structured. So it's not, like, really anything. Like, once the big reveal happens, um, everything falls into place. And what I particularly love about this show is the attention to detail. So when we finished it, it just happened to kick back into playing it. The first time we watched it, into the first episode. Yes. It... The first two lines in the first episode, uh, when you first watch them, seem super abstract and weird. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that contextually with the information that you have in it at the time of the show mean one thing and then once you have all of the information of the show a have a completely different, different context to it mm. um, like there's one thing a character says um, at one point that like when you read it like seriously has like the context of like 
meaning something completely opposite yeah. in who they're so, talking about. And I think it's... one thing that would make this more clear is uh, a, another facet of the curse is that it has the ability to manipulate um, people's perceptions of their memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also physical records. Yeah, physical records as well. So like documentation, all to commit to this... Um, preserving illusion. yeah preserving the illusion of the deceased person being a real person yeah so it's not easy to to figure things out because how do you tell which of your memories is false yeah. right and it's also again made more complicated by the fact that the person who's dead or who is a ghost can be a person who actually lived but died and the curse can overwrite your memories. And yeah. the person who is a ghost doesn't know they're a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's complicated on multiple different levels. But I love how the story weaves it all together and, and really tells one nice thing. And it, it doesn't do anything without a reason for yes. it. Yes. And yeah. the... story, story-wise, the, sh- the show is, is well-structured. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that they give you... Um, that's a, like a really kind of convoluted way to explain it, right? All of those like rules to the curse and everything. Yeah. But you learn like one thing and you're able to process it, and then you learn yeah. another thing and you're able to process well, it's, it. it I, to me, like it is definitely a horror film, but it in is more in nature of a mystery. Yes. Yeah, and th- I think that's also like you know one of the things it does do well is weave a mystery and tell a tale. Um, I guess to me, it's more a mystery with some gruesome elements. Yeah, yeah. and you know, like I said, I, I don't typically enjoy horror, but I do enjoy suspense, and this show does do suspense really well, um, as good horror should do. Yeah. I also love the finale. I think the finale is just friggin' bananas. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, one of one of the things that did throw me off a lot was like being like, I'm not generally, I'm not like best person cat who can predict everything about a show after watching it like for like five minutes but uh with this show i kind of was so like every like right before like usually the episode before or maybe like just a couple minutes before i was like oh that person's gonna die or like oh this thing is gonna happen but i think that's intentionally done but that's not a thing that i enjoy i don't like being able to to be like to know what's going to happen next you know to me it the deaths reminded me very much so of final destination in the final destination movies there's always clues there's like suspense because you see it coming yeah and that's that particular facet of it is not a thing that i enjoy um I can see why people enjoy it. It's yeah, not funny. it's if you're the person who likes that sort of thing, then you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I, I tend to enjoy yeah. things more along the lines of like so some horror girls and ponds are no 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 I mean well, <laughs> yes but specifically like horror like horror wise things that I enjoy are are sh- like movies more along the lines of like I liked Paranormal Activity because Paranormal Activity was just like it was it wasn't really centered around um, like. How do I put it? It was it kind of puts you in the place of the person experiencing the events, um, because it was like a supposed like it was filmed like a Found, camera, or yeah, something. like yeah. a home recording. Oh, you should watch yeah. the John um, Cho Facebook horror movie yeah. then. No, but like uh, other things that I enjoyed were like Event Horizon. So Event Horizon is a horror. Scene. <gasps> it's yeah, it's like a horror a horror movie that doesn't necessarily rely on horror elements as much as it does suspense until like right yeah. at the end. Um, so that's another type of thing that I enjoyed. So, like, I, I don't hate... I didn't hate this show. Like, obviously, I, I watched it. If I hated it, I would have stopped. Um, well, that's good to know. That's yeah. fair. I think it's a, a I, I will subject myself to things that I don't necessarily enjoy for this podcast. I won't, I won't subject myself to things that I hate. <laughs> you know? Um, so... That you know. With that being said, I can definitely appreciate another as being a good show that Hold I on. personally did not enjoy. You, I, I, we just need to put something into context for a second because we now have it on film that Best Boy Justin is admitting that he didn't hate domestic girlfriend. 
Because well, he wouldn't subject ah! himself to something he hated for this podcast. Well, that, like, well, that's the thing. Like, I, there were parts of Domestic Girlfriend that I enjoyed. Like, obviously, the, um, the it is OP. canon. And there's also like, the train can- wreck kind of. Yeah, like of I it. didn't. I never said that I hated uh, Domestic okay. Girlfriend. Okay, would you rather rewatch another or Domestic Girlfriend? Probably. Domestic Girlfriend is the OP. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. The another OP is awful. Another really OP bad. is so bad, and like it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like a like an OP for a horror show. It yeah, sounds, or a mystery show. Okay. Or anything. Also, can we talk it, it briefly like about an action show OP? Do you, in the no, beginning it's, it's the got first like weird classical rock music? Do you remember in like the first like four or five episodes? They do like a little sting of it, like yeah, they do. Oh, they yeah, do yeah, the yeah. commercial break. Yeah, yeah, the commercial break, like clip from the OP too. It's so bad. But like, also, like we're talking about the OP because the OP is really bad. But the ED is also really bad. Yeah. It's like it's not as bad. Nothing. It's not OP as bad. Is it, like it, it kind of face. It, it reminds me of a worse version of that scene from um, uh, here's Johnny. What's that one? From? The Shining. The Shining. Um, where he when he's in that part of the the hotel and like that weird like music is playing in the background. Oh yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a not as well like performed <laughs> version of that, um, which is not to like. You don't watch the show for the OP. No, no. the OST is not bad. The OST is. But the good. OP and the ED stand out for being particularly yeah. bad. They just like don't fit. I could see that. That for like a Dracula, like right, which is why it, it makes sense to me that the music director had done things more along the lines of like Godzilla and Shadow of the Colossus. Well, another thing I kind of noticed, like on rewatching this so many times, is the way that the sound is done, right? Because the there's almost always constantly some sort of sound being played, yeah, but it's like a low hum. Or like, or like a bell static, like staticky, you know, and it it'll increase and intensify because it helps to build that sense of paranoia, right? And like um, that something is just not right, you know, right? And that's that's a fairly common, you know, yeah. commonly well, used in like horror and suspense kind of things. Like you'll get like suspense movies where like you'll have like a constant like low violin playing, like a, like and then like it it rises and falls. Um, I just, and I think that is done really well. In yeah, this show. and I didn't expect it from a series oh. cartoon. I suppose you know. Yeah, I mean, also I feel like the fact that it was a series definitely helped it because, like, you can't tell this story in like an hour and a half because no. there's so much that there's so much backstory. Yeah, you know, it is like they build. Uh, a really good like rich history to it. But isn't it there too. like a live action movie? We have to watch that. I want to watch it. Yeah, I'm sure we can find it. I'd watch that. It's probably horrible, but <laughs> but yeah, I I think that's you know it's we've kind of gone over a lot of its merits and its you know faults and whatnot. Like it, there are definitely some moments where it's over the top and and it. Who yeah. were your favorite characters? Um, Baseball kid? Yeah. I don't know what his name was. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the blonde kid. Yeah, the blonde kid who was always wearing like a baseball jersey. Yeah. Like, you know, he was the cool guy. Um, because he kind of like goes from being a jerk to like kind of being like a good guy at the yeah. end. Like he he really step I would say he steps he, up. Yeah, he gets he gets a little serious like when when people when people really start dying. So Yeah, and he's and and he really like helps to work towards like I don't know, the the conclusion with the other characters in a way that I hadn't predicted initially with him. Yeah. Um so I think I actually liked him the most. Okay. Honestly, I feel pretty baseline about everyone. There's just people that I especially dislike in the show. Okay, who do you especially uh. dislike? The person in charge of stopping the Oh, the Azasagawa or yeah. whatever her name is. Oh. Yeah. And and May too, because she could be way more useful and she like doesn't even try to be. Yeah. No. Like, she could really and stop she, all of it. And she's just like, She is constantly sucks. speaking in, like, convoluted yeah, riddles yeah. and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, that also got she's got, like, a weird doll eye. So, like, 
You know? <laughs> yeah. Who am I to judge? Like, she has lived a complex life. Yeah. You know? She's yeah. also suffered great tragedies recently. Like, she could be like, fuck everyone. She really needs some therapy. Yeah. They all do now because yes. of the events of the show. But... Yeah. No, no. Also, okay. Well, some of them I... don't need therapy because so, they're dead. So no, you're... no. Some, some of them don't need therapy because they forget. Yeah. Also that. But also because they're dead. That's a part of the curse as well, that you, over time, forget Here, all so the events. So, my... like, no one can help anyone. <laughs> My biggest problem with the whole thing is, like, why would anyone live in this town? Like, yeah. Or, or especially <laughs> raise children in this town. Like, especially because, like, people in town seem to know about it. No, wait, don't so they say like, that there's, like, some sort of, like, factory in the town or something? I don't know. Listen, That's not enough to make me stay. <laughs> if, if I have a kid and they're going to go through this school and there's, like a roll of the dice chance that they're going to end up in this murder class and, like, them and my whole family could be murdered, I'd yeah. be like, you know, the factory job's not worth it. <laughs> I'll go go. I'll go work at Quiznos. Yeah, like, <laughs> whatever. At least we won't get end up this in this, town. like, horrible curse. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a wise decision. People should just move. The end. I hope that's what I hope that's what another two thousand one is just about everyone moving. <laughs> yeah, they're just like it's not even a hard property it's just prices. A, it's a slice of life about the governor. Yeah, it, it's a slice of life about a, a, a town after the events of a horror show. That's what I want it to be. That actually could be really we should creepy too. We should like we should the, make that. the people like cleaning up afterwards. Yeah, like get trapped in a horror thing. Anyway, that kind of reminds me of Spiral. But hey. Guys, I know we're, like, supposed to be extra spoopy this week, but, uh, what's that huge orb of the abyss doing here? Oh, well, yeah, when did that thing get here? Wow, it's so empty. It's like it's completely filled with nothingness? Filled. Oh, no. Oh, not again. Whoa. 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 <laughs>